It's a solo episode. It's just the two of us just rocking just and rolling. the two of us. Mitch, drop that in. Um, we are rocking and rolling. Uh, we're here. We're queer. Mitch. Mitch yeah. is not here. No, it's just, it's literally just the two of us. I'm the producer now. So we have all the power. That's right. Um, he's too good for us and decided to play chess on his phone while something else was going on. <laughs> he didn't have time to play chess on his phone with us. I wonder if he is welding at the same time as playing <laughs> chess on his phone. I can't imagine that'll go well for anybody involved. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it ends with his phone fused to his hand, which that, I'm into. That is honestly, <laughs> that's like a boomer art piece about millennials. Yes, it's it's uh, it would be ironic because he hates being on his phone. Oh, my God. Um, the irony. So I guess that's irony. I don't know. Um, I don't know ironic? what words are. No, neither does anyone else. We've completely entered into a world where words no longer have definitions. Here's, and that's a really fun time <laughs> to be alive. Here's what I've learned. Words can mean anything you want them to mean. As long as you believe in that definition yeah. you've given them, then it doesn't matter what the word means in I, real life. I saw a tweet today that was like, it was a reply to someone being like, oh, okay. So Matt Iglesias was Ugh. like, wokeies is um, only for elites. And then uh, Wendy Muse quote tweeted him and was like, actually, uh, poor POC made up the, a lot of these, like right. coined a lot of these terms. Uh, working class is not just white, whatever. And some guy responded to her tweet and was like, this is abuse. <laughs> We, and I was like, that's not what abuse that's means. That's not what abuse is. Like, this is not a, this is not abuse. Berating someone for being an asshole on Twitter is not abuse. But like, he was on her side. He was like claiming what Matt Iglesias was doing was abusive, which it's still not. Oh. Like, he's just wrong. It's not abusive to be like. Right. My my understanding of these events and words is misinformed, and I'm just talking out of my ass. That's not the same as being abusive no. to somebody. <laughs> anyway, I just think... Anyway, cancel Matt Iglesias. He, he sucks ass. He sucks really bad. Um, Mitch cut all of this. <laughs> anyway, the point is, words can mean whatever you want them to mean now. that's It's 2020. It's 2020, and words no longer have definitions, and we're throwing the dictionary in the trash. Garbage! Okay. So, yeah, just me and Connor today, a classic oh, yeah. Kanban Mare Bear adventure. We'd love to see it. And we, uh, in keeping with our themed of solo episodes, are sticking to a one act. A one act. <laughs> this one's unfortunately not 90 minutes. I think it's actually no, two an hours. Hour. Or it's like, an hour and four. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but it is performed with no intermission. Okay. And that was the way it was intended. <laughs> I do think that if you had an intermission for the show, people would think it was over and just leave anyway. Easily. Easily. Yeah. I don't even know where you would put an intermission in this show. Yeah, you can't. You yeah. can't. You got to just go straight through. Um, okay. So the all of that to say, the musical we're covering this yeah. week is Grand Hotel. The musical. Grand Hotel. Grand Hotel. <laughs> Let's hear it. Yeah. Let's hear a little uh, Grand Hotel. Is it at the Grand Hotel where they sing that? Yeah. It's this one. It actually, it's actually a really good opener. It I is. Did, it's great. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's an excellent. I think the music in this show is really good and yes. fun. I just don't care about the story. Yeah, I feel you. And we can get more into that. Um, we haven't. We're already listening to music. We haven't done facts and figs. I am. Oh my God. My, I'm a Kimbo without Mitch here. <laughs> <laughs> he does nothing but just hit buttons. Yeah. Um, and does all the work later and in yet editing. Somehow our structure has completely gone off the window. <laughs> off the fucking rails. He's gonna be like, "What the hell was going on when he edits this?" Okay. Um. So Connor, can you hit us with some facts and figs? <laughs> facts and fakes <laughs> <laughs> i love that one Classic. uh so grand hotel is a musical with music and lyrics by robert wright george forrest and maury easton yeston i don't know yeah <laughs> uh with a book by luther davis that's based on the novel and play written by vicky Baum 
uh, titled People in a Hotel, and also based on the 1932 film that was based on the novel and the play titled Grand Hotel that started Greta, Greta Garbo, uh, Greta Garbo, <laughs> Greta Garbo, uh, Joan Crawford, and a bunch of other like classic Hollywood names. The original production on Broadway opened on November 1989 and it ran for a total of 1,017 performances. It then went to the West End in 92 and ran until October or November of 92. It then had a West End revival in 2005. And then um, the there have been a couple of other like regional productions and international productions. But the most recent production in New York was in um, the New York City Center Encores series, which was in March 2018. It ran for about a week. Um, and I got to see that and and it was actually really fun. Um, and then it, for the awards, it won, it won five Tonys at the 90 Tonys, but it was nominated for 12. And, um, that included a win for choreo and direction for Tommy Toon, (laughs) who directed it and choreographed it. Thomas J. Toon. Thomas J. Toon, TJT. Uh, and at the drama desks in the 90s, it was also nominated for 12 noms and it got five wins at the same time. And then the West End production was nominated for two Laurence Olivier's, but didn't win any. Bummer. And your your very fast synopsis. Grand Hotel focuses on the happenings taking place over the course of a weekend in an elegant hotel in 1928 Berlin and the intersecting stories of the eccentric guests, including a fading prima ballerina, a fatally ill Jewish bookkeeper who wants to spend his final days in luxury, a young, handsome, yet destitute baron, (laughs) a cynical doctor, an honest businessman gone bad, and a typist dreaming of Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that there's so many characters and that we have to care about that you have to care about part of the 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 movie and the pl- and the book were really really popular um which is why they wanted to make this into a musical um and part of the reason why was like because it is such a slice of life mm-hmm. it's l- the entire play doesn't really have a narrative through line it's literally just about these seven people interacting in a hotel um, basically, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it could just be because Wes Anderson had a movie about a hotel, the Grand Budapest. But this whole thing reminds me, like it's very Wes Anderson to it, me. It, it, I could see Owen feels, Wilson in this. Yeah, Luke absolutely. Wilson in Luke this. Wilson, yeah. Owen Wilson, Jason Schwartzman. Yes, very Jason Schwartzman vibes. He plays the young Baron, yeah, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just feels very like. Pastel. <laughs> yeah, I, you can see the pastels, which is really interesting because um, the, I mean, I guess you could because the Grand Budapest had a very pastel color palette. Yes. But when I, when I saw it at Encores, it was a very, um, because it takes place in the 20s, so the color palette was very Art Deco, a lot of black, a lot of gold, uh-huh. a lot of red. Okay, cute. Um, so it was like more bold than it was pastel. Mm-hmm. I don't fair. know. I don't know if Wes Anderson would want to go bold. <laughs> Well, he hasn't before. I don't know why he'd start trying now. I know. Uh, that's just my opinion. This has been uh, Movie Corner with <laughs> Meryl King Connor. Um, okay, so yeah, let's just jump into this. Yeah. Um, I will say what I like about the Broadway cast recording is that in- it includes dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, you pretty much just get the whole... Yeah, and it's gig. essentially... There's like not... As from what I can remember, there's not many like dialogue scenes there are obviously because it's slice of life and that kind of thing but um the show kind of flows really well together mm-hmm. and Tommy Toon actually like I was I read an interview with um Mari Yeston oh, okay. uh, in Playbill about the show um because the show actually has like a very interesting history in the way that it was created and um also the history of the cast recording is a little sad um can't wait to get into it yeah um but he talked about how tommy toon wanted it to feel like you were looking at something going on in a hotel like in real life Mm. so he wanted it to kind of just consistently keep moving and keep flowing and he would like stage scenes while having like dancing off on the side of the stage at the same time to kind of give the energy of this is a hotel so something is happening something different is happening at all times interesting yeah okay i like that yeah um so this is set in the 20s 
Roaring 20s are still in high gear. Hell yeah, man. Except for it's in Berlin. So, you know, everyone is everyone is destitute except for like the richest of the rich. Everyone's hanging out at the Grand Hotel and then going to Cabaret. Yeah, basically. Um, Which is fun. Okay, this is the musical theater 1920s cinematic universe. (laughs) Everything is tied together, baby. Uh That's right. Um, Guests come and go with the opulent Grand Hotel Opulence. Opulence. You Uh, earn everything. uh, You earn everything. Um, And cynical Dr. Otternschlag, who still (laughs) suffers from his World War One wounds, injects his morphine. Um, these were the days when you could get OTC morphine. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh God. They were just handing it out like on street corners. <laughs> like they were like, lollipops. you want some? There you go. Take it. <laughs> like instead of the weed van that drives yes, around the New CBD York City. Vans. Yeah. It's, it's the, uh, it's the morphine van. Yeah. Um, okay. Then there's the assistant concierge, Eric, mm-hmm. who is busy at the front desk while also ready to be a dad. Yeah. His wife is like in labor yeah he's while pushing he's, a child up. while he's just like and he's like babe i couldn't get off this shit like literally can't i can't leave <laughs> I'm, I'm babies so cost so much We're money so i have to go to work broke do you not understand that we it's live in 1920s berlin in the berlin. 20s <laughs> that's me but 19 but 20s new york yeah, exactly. 2020 new york <laughs> don't you understand we're very poor <laughs> Um, hey, we haven't gotten to the point where we need to burn money to stay warm yet. It's <laughs> true. We got to wait until November to do that. The tragic thing is now we just have cards, so we'd all die of plastic exactly. inhalation. No one actually has cash to burn. No. Um, what will we burn instead? Who knows? Blankets. Everything's made out of that's, toxins. That's, I was gonna say you can burn blankets or like couch cushions, but that seems pretty counterintuitive. Seems, seems bad. <laughs> um, okay, uh, his wife is having a difficult labor, which is scary. You should go be with your wife. You should go quit your job and go be with your wife i don't understand baron von, felix von geigern uh young good looking and destitute <laughs> and baby also put a it thief. On my he's uh he steals from everyone <laughs> well he's destitute right, i know and they say in the show there's nothing worse than a like a baron without money or something like that true which is i, I stand by yeah because uh, not only are you like weirdly holding a title but you're also broke Fuck you're you. broke get out of here nobody wants you around here um and felix von geiger and uh, the Baron pulls an Anna Delvey by using his charisma to help secure a room <laughs> in the overbooked hotel. I love that this is like the fourth episode we've talked about Anna Delvey. I don't care. I love her. Um, <laughs> and I'm just going to keep saying it until all of you tweet at me that you've looked her up and lo- know all the case information. Yeah. And, and then I'll stop. No, Did, I is she in prison? or uh, She's in trial right now. Oh. I believe she's at trial. I believe, okay. I believe, I believe. Um, <laughs> do we need to? Do we need to have like an Anna Delvey? Like quick, we need to like do we <laughs> bring need, back quarantine yeah. really quickly for Anna Delvey? <laughs> I'm down. Um, he's also stiffing a tough, a tough gangster yes. who pretends to be a chauffeur. Um, I'm assuming he owes the gangster money. He does, I think. Yeah, classic. Um, an aging Russian prima ballerina, Elizaveta Grushinskaya arrives with her entourage who mm-hmm. are just trying to like tell her she's the best yeah basically um it's just everyone singing prima donna from phantom, from of, the phantom of the opera oh my god yeah. fuck <laughs> um then and her- the thing the thing about the show is that literally you so in the opening number everyone is walking into the hotel because it's like the opening mm-hmm. number you're gonna walk in but then they do like a second entrance and you meet all of them like personally <laughs> and they sing their character song and tell you about their th- themselves which we love which is we love an introduction song <laughs> um it's like cats but also yeah. s- there's other stuff happening in the background there's actually a storyline yeah. sort of um her confidant and dresser rafella knows that they would have to come up with a lot of money mm. if she doesn't do the gigs she's supposed to do that would be bad. And so he's like trying to pump her up, but also he loves her. I think Greta Garbo played Elisabetta. Elisabetta in the movie. Um, fingers crossed. I would love that. Yeah. Uh, then we meet Jewish bookkeeper Otto Kringlein. Oh, so sad. Uh, and he's ill. He's terminal. And, and he, like, he like took out all of his savings. He mm-hmm. cashed out all of his money. He moved away from his village and he checks into the Grand Hotel so that he can have like a good life for yeah. the last week of it's, his life. It's what we in the biz refer to as balling out. Yeah. Um, he just wants to ball out. So he gets all yeah. of his money and he just balls out, um, which I love. Uh, the Baron helps him get a room somehow. 
Meanwhile, Herman Pricing, the uh, general manager of a failing textile mill, hears that the merger with a Boston company is off, which spells financial ruin for him, but he doesn't want to lie to his stockholders, but he gives into the pressure. Mm -hmm. He's planning to go to Boston to try and revive the merger and presses his temporary secretary, Flemchen, how do you say her name? Flemchen, that's right. To accompany him and take care of him. She is dreaming of Hollywood stardom, fears she might be pregnant, but she also flirts with the Baron. She, Flemchen, um, in the original cast recording, played by none other than Jane, Jane Krakowski. <laughs> um, yeah, she's like, she's a temporary secretary because she lives in Berlin, but um, she doesn't work for him. Mm-hmm. He like asks the hotel for a typist or something like that. Sure. And they're like, this chick will do it that thing that that sort of thing that was allegedly a service that you could just have the original fiverr yeah (laughs) original original task rabbit um so those are all the characters i think i think that's everybody the the two jimmies that but oh yeah they come later they're kind of side characters fucked up if they're called jimmies i think that's because it's their name their names are both jimmy right but isn't um jimmy's like a racist is it slang term for chocolate sprinkles like oh. there's a subsect of like eastern america that calls sprinkles jimmy specifically chocolate sprinkles jimmy oh. which i think is why it's racist hold on i'm gonna look that up uh mitch if it's wrong just cut all of this out <laughs> um here i am just accusing people of racism but <laughs> Uh, We're here to cancel people only. That's what the show is about. <laughs> that's right. But so that's the so you're right. The Jimmys come later. Yeah, and um, they they um, perform in the nightclub, and then Flemchen meets them, and she's like, "You guys are performers from from America," mm-hmm. and. She's like, take me to Hollywood. And they're like, America's a really big country. <laughs> we live in South Carolina. <laughs> America's a really big country. That's very funny to me. Um, okay, 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 okay. Jimmy's, a New England Eastern U.S. colloquialism referring to chocolate sprinkles or sprinkles in general, has joined the pantheon of cringeworthy antiquated phrases you might hear your grandma drop in friendlies while you cower behind a laminated specials board. Oh, my God. Wow. Um, Frankly, there's a constituency that thinks the term is straight up racist, a slur directed towards African Americans. Okay, I lied. Snope says it's probably a false legend. Okay. Um, so it's fine. So everyone just So everyone please put away your pitchforks no. and knives. But even though it's um a f- false legend that Snopes has debunked, if it offends people, you should still stop saying it. And That's you can correct. say sprinkles. So, sorry. All of that uh, tangent to say, uh, there are two characters named the Jimmys. Uh, yes, and they, they're they two jazz singers that yeah. perform in the club. A jazz singer, yeah. Yeah, the jazz singers. Pretty much, it feels like we just jump right into what's going on. There's, a, like, the plot, again, because it is so slice of life, mm-hmm. it's like very, um, it's all just about the people interacting with each other. Yeah, they so, all interact with everyone always at yeah, the same time. Basically. Um, so it. I've never met one person at a hotel. Never once. No. What the fuck <laughs> was going on in like time. the early. Like, I feel like this, this is not the first fucking thing. No. Like meet piece of media that's been about meeting somebody in a hotel. Never what the in my fuck life. were people doing back I, then? I get Why in, are I you do my business and I get out uh, and I don't meet one single person. Exactly. Why are you so bored with your own goddamn life that you have to stick your nose in other people's? One time I talked to the desk attendant about Gritty, the Philadelphia mascot. Who I love. Who we all love. And I had a pin on that had, uh, I have a Gritty pin. Okay. And so we were just chatting about Gritty. And that's the most I've ever spoken to anybody. At yeah. Yeah. Like, that's mostly because I stay at like days in. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I just don't understand why they're all falling in they're love. They're all just like all up in business. each other's business. But then it's like weird because the doctor is like a permanent resident of the hotel. This is the other thing. <laughs> is that like I don't understand how like th- this was a thing that mm-hmm. people would just like live at hotels. Well, that's what um isn't that. Elaine Stritch did. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Mother to us all, Elaine Stritch. Famously loved living at a hotel. Um, Eloise. uh, Hello. Um, I just don't get it. I like don't get that. How and why? Why? 
Just get a your own house. Just get your own house. It's get probably a your own house. <laughs> get a your own house. Uh, <laughs> we're now Italian here. Um, I I don't get it. That has to be wildly expensive. It doesn't seem cost effective in the least. I guess no. if you're there long term, you can get a long term rate. You're like, hi, I'm a doctor and I'm planning to be here for a while and I'll order all my meals room service. Right. So you'll make a lot of money. Let me stay here. Give me a discount. Maybe. I, I don't know. Mm hmm. It's just it's just wild to me because like apartment buildings exist. <laughs> if you want to live very close to people, just live in an just apartment. live in an apartment building. If you want to be able to hear what your neighbors are up to at all times of the day or night, live, live in an in a, apartment. Live in an apartment. A Manhattan apartment is basically just it is marginally cheaper than paying a hotel room exactly. every day. <laughs> By like maybe you save like ten or fifteen bucks. Exactly. That's bus fare. That is bus fare. Thank you. Um, That's what I paid to get on the subway today. <laughs> Fifteen dollars soon, not yet, but soon. That's, that's why we jump. <laughs> um, okay, so and that's why we jump. Um. All right. Even though the typist is afraid she's pregnant, and do we ever hear her say like who she's afraid she's been pregnanted by? She probably says it in the show, but I don't think we find out about it in uh, the music. In the music. Okay. Um. She's she's like you know what? Just because I'm pregnant doesn't mean I'm married. Let me flirt with whoever I want. Mm-hmm. Uh. So she flirts with the Baron. Um. And she also agrees when the Baron asks her to dance. Um. With the surprised and delighted old sick dying man Otto. It's very much the um, uh, dancing through life situation of them being like, you know what would make me really happy if you danced with this horrible, ugly person? If you two danced, I would love that. Don't you want to make me happy? Yeah, but it is. It's essentially uh, it's a sign of the Baron's uh, character. And it's you're supposed it's supposed to make you like him and like root for him Mm. um, because he's being like, hey, this is my friend. The, the, this is the man that I met an hour ago, and now we're very good friends. We're very close friends. Very and close dying. friends, and he's dying. Would you please dance with him and give him a little bit of happiness right now? <laughs> <laughs> give him a little bit of happiness. happiness. Um, that one's just for those in the room. <laughs> okay. Um, then we cut to uh, Elisabetta who is suffering through another unsuccessful dance performance. And now here's my question. Yeah. She's supposed to be a prima ballerina, yes? Right. Okay. What ballet does she... With what ballet company is she dancing? Is she just on her own freelance ballerina ink? Yeah, basically. Okay, well, I can understand why people don't like that. <laughs> Same. What are you doing? You're just going through your bar exercises and it, you're just going on point by yourself. No big sweeping music. No strong man with tights on. Thank you. And I'm supposed to like that? And you expect me to applaud? <laughs> I won't. I simply will not. It's not her fault. That's how the the gig is doomed to right. fail from the beginning. Absolutely. You're just doing ballet wrong <laughs> and you just... should not do that. That's not how a ballet works. That's <laughs> simply not. If you want to do a ballet, you got to have a ballet group. <laughs> is that what they're Somebody called? Somebody has to organize the ballet. <laughs> Someone has to put it together. Right. Um... Anyway, so she's like so devastated that her dancing on her own doesn't work. Um, which <laughs> any where does she with do any this to? Where does she do it to? That's is what my I'm question. saying. Like, is she being is she hired like, is at dinner theaters? Taken, oh God, not dinner like, theater. <laughs> what? Where is she ba- ballet? Does she go to? Does she go to uh, a an opera house? Yeah, is she doing it on the street for money? <laughs> I don't think that's gonna for work. Queens being pelted at her. Uh, yeah, I just have a lot of uh, qualms. I yeah. have a lot of qualms, qualms about how questions, she said it. Qualms, questions, queries, <laughs> concerns. 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 <laughs> I love an alliteration. Um, okay. Whenever she rushes back to the hotel, she's so upset that she's fundamentally doing ballet wrong. Right. Uh, she bursts into her room to find the Baron just as he's about to get his Grammy limits on her necklace. <laughs> Give me that necklace. I'm gonna sell it and get money. I like to imagine that she, the door flies open and he's got like one hand in a drawer. Yeah. She's like, Ugh. It's a very, it's a very uh, sitcom situation. Yeah. And then the entire room gets a laugh and they're like, ah, oh, and then the lights go down and then like two minutes later they're fucking. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, then she's he convinces her that he's her biggest fan. Yeah. 
and is like, oh, I only came to get this necklace because I love you so much. Yeah. And then she's like, <laughs> makes total sense. I am. People love my dancing on the street for coins. <laughs> so she has a diamond necklace, but she's struggling for money. Just sell your diamond necklace. Just sell your diamond necklace. I mean, like you guys. You don't need to hold on to your jewelry. <laughs> I don't understand how to explain this it, to people. There's no child to speak of. No. You're going to pass that down? No. It's just going to be given no. to somebody upon your death. So don't sell, sell your heirlooms. Like if it's your great grandmother's necklace has been passed down for however many fucking years. Don't sell that. Obviously, there's sentimental value to it. And you can't Maybe. buy sentiment. <laughs> but. Now you can. Now you can. my new app. <laughs> Um, that should have been a commercial in our in the Anthony's. In the Anthony's. Um, okay, so he's like, "I'm your biggest fan. I'll follow you I'll follow until you, you love me." <laughs> and she's like, "I do love you. Actually, this is perfect timing. I I'm falling in love with I've, you right now. I've, fa- I've just fallen in love with you, <laughs> Lady Gaga's dream. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you for that. But then they fall in love with each other. He's like, "I was gonna rob you, and now let's have sex. Let's have sex, baby." And they're like, "Yeah, okay, this is perfect. This is working out great." Um, they spend the night together big step uh and they're just <laughs> diving in head first head um, first he agrees to go with her to vienna so that mm-hmm. she can fulfill her engagements right um and then they're gonna get they're like and we're gonna get married and it like literally like within an hour they're like i guess we're getting married and that's the power of good dick <laughs> That is correct. So we in the base called being dignitized. <laughs> dignitized. Also, I think uh, Elisabetta is kind of taken in by the fact that he's a baron. She could get a title. Baroness. That would do it for me. <laughs> That's famously why Countess Luann of Free Hospitals of New York did not get married for so long. Because oh. then she would stop being a countess. countess. Even though she was divorced for many, 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 many years, so she still retained the title. I was going to say you don't lose the title when you divorce. No, she did not lose the title. She only loses the title once she remarries. Oh, interesting. Yes. Because uh, rules are fake. Because uh, it, the welcome to uh, whose line is it anyway, where the rules are made up and the points don't matter. <laughs> the landed aristocracy mean nothing. Um, anyway, so. And that's why we should revolt. So Elizaveta is like, it's time for me to be Baroness Ballerina Elizaveta. Thank you. <laughs> the classic I triple B. Finally, the <laughs> triple B. I can finally stop performing my ballet on the street yeah. and I can now start performing my ballet in a house in a, in a home somewhere that's green um and they she's like yeah we're definitely gonna get married but i have to pack and you have to pack let's just meet at the train station yeah why you're in the same hotel you, meet in the lobby meet Go in to the, the train lobby station together. you're in the same place you are pre-engaged to be engaged you're literally in the same hotel just go get your suitcase right now and you can go to the train station together yeah it's not that hard. This will prevent a lot of problems down the line. He, Just heed my advice now. <laughs> it would have been so much easier. I will save you some heartache. Um, okay. Then, uh, should we listen to a song or two? Probably. Mm. Um, <laughs> do we need to? I don't think so. I like the music. Um, and the, it's really good. I think I, I wrote because the musical that we know today was written in the eighties or was finished in the eighties. Mm-hmm. It was started in the fifties. So the music is very golden age of mm-hmm. Broadway, which mm-hmm. is one of the reasons why I vibe with it so much, but it came out of an eighties show um, because the original musical was like, it kind of flopped. Like it, they it had a lot of problems. So okay. then they shelved it for 30 years. And then when they brought it back, Tommy and Tommy Toon was like, let's fix it. Um, <laughs> Tommy Toon was like, let me at it. Let baby. me at it, baby. Um, and so they took it up to Boston and it still had a like ton of problems. So that's when they brought in Maury Yeston, who was the composer for nine. Oh, and okay. He and they also brought in a script doctor and they like completely overhauled the entire show while doing their out of town tryout in Boston. It's like very much the smash, yeah. uh, br- like, storyline of they go to boston everything's a nightmare and then um catherine mcphee steps into the role of uh marilyn and everything is saved a classic song uh and a title of show-esque musical which is everything's a nightmare in boston (laughs) yes and it's when you do your out-of-town tryout and completely redo the show absolutely um i think it has legs okay so (laughs) 
actually, since we're talking about the cast recording and sort of the history, do you yeah. want to get into oh, yeah. that? So, um, the original actor who played the Baron, one second, let me pull up the cast. Um, dun, 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 dun. David Carroll. David Carroll, the original actor who played the Baron. Um, so remember that this was in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Oh God, is it going to be AIDS? Yeah. God Height damn it of the AIDS hell. crisis. It's always AIDS. It's always AIDS. The answer is always AIDS. It was, uh, what a lot of people um, who might not be privy to Broadway history don't probably don't know is that um, the AIDS crisis sort of devastated the Broadway community. Mm-hmm. Um, and David Carroll was um, struggling with AIDS and they didn't the the composers didn't think that he was going to make it to like the full cast recording like he was literally on his deathbed oh my God. so they brought him in 2 weeks early to sing his track and they only played it with piano and he was in the studio and he said i'm going to go to the bathroom <gasps> and he passed away in the bathroom before they could even start recording so there's an extra song on the cast recording um called it's the baron's song what is it um love can't happen Mm -hmm. um it's a bonus track right after the end the final scene and um Mm -hmm. the grand waltz it's david carroll singing love can't happen at a um equity fights aids benefit and it's the only recording of him performing in the role that they have that makes me so sad i know it's so it's like it was really devastating and like he died in the studio like mere seconds before he was going to start recording that's devastating it's very you know, sad like, it's kind of sad uh, this is the, that's the worst thing i've ever heard <laughs> I'm, I'm, sorry. I'm so sad about that i'm so sorry to have to have um, told you that wow but it, but it did like kind so did of, he get to perform on stage he did he because did. this was recorded in 92 and it opened yeah, in 89 in so he had a couple of years yeah okay, so okay, he, okay he got to perform in the in the show but they ended up the baron in the recording is brent barrett mm-hmm. who was the um who was in the tour production oh okay yeah cool <sighs> woof yeah. um Okay, and did you say there was something else about the recording? I feel like you said no. You had well, I was just gonna, say, I was just gonna say that like uh, the when I, in the interview that I was reading with Maury Yeston, mm-hmm. he was talking about like when we finally got the entire cast together, mm-hmm. it like kind of became like we knew that we were doing this to honor his life, um, and like they that's why like they, they dedicated the cast album to him and that kind of thing. Wow, I'm fully gonna cry. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh boy, I don't have any control over my emotions. Okay, so it's okay. We've been we are also in this time period living through a pandemic. So <laughs> my emotions are a real roller coaster at any given point in the day. Okay, um, all right. So where we left off, they decide to meet at the train station, the Baron and the ballerina. Um, next, uh, two African American entertainers, the Jimmies, sing at the bar and dance with. Sorry, say your name again. Flemchen. Flemchen. I keep wanting to say something else. Flemchen. 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 Caveat to my statement: I don't. I can't. I don't. I can't say for sure if they dedicated the cast album to him, but they definitely. But in their hearts, in their hearts, it was in honor of him. Sure. Yeah. I I think that that's a fair thing to say. Yeah. Um, Eric, the concierge, is desperately trying to get off work, trying to find someone to this cover his shit. poor man. Here's he the thing. just wants to meet his new baby. If you're already at work, nobody's going to cover your shift. No. You gotta call before you go in for your shift. And if you're already there... even then, they won't cover your shift. I've literally had <laughs> people true. being where I have walked up to them and be like, hi, I'm on death's door and I need to take the day off. Mm-hmm. Can you please cover my shift? And they'll be like, no. 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 To my face. And I was like, okay. You're right. You're, You're right. right. I'm should, sorry for asking. I should work. <laughs> I can't breathe, but I should work. Right. I should cough into their food. They'll like that. Um, anyway, America is good. Okay. Capitalism. <laughs> so he keeps trying to, he's like, my wife, she's pregnant and having our baby. My wife is very pregnant. Please, my wife. Um, and the unpleasant hotel manager is like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. I, t- you should have planned your pregnancy better. Guess you shouldn't have had sex all those weeks ago. <laughs> you should at have. At this exact time. You should have thought about this nine months ago when you were getting your wife pregnant. <laughs> I guess you didn't think about your work schedule then, huh? Because you didn't think that you work Friday nights and you thought it would be cool and chill. <laughs> This is exactly what it's like to work in customer service. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and I bet this is word for word what it's like in the show, too. Oh, yeah. Um, it is. Meanwhile, the Baron, schemer that he is, has persuaded Otto, again, the man who is dying eminently, yes. to invest in the stock market, which I don't understand. Frankly... Because the stock market is the best way to make a quick quick buck. Yeah, well, because, hopefully again, this is the early 20s. It doesn't exist. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully this is like, uh, you know, pre-28. Yeah, no, it's 29. 23, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. So he's good. He's got a few no, years. Yeah, he's fine. Um, before it's not No, it's, not so it's 1928. <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> we are on the brink oh God, of the Great m- Depression. months, months. He could... Oh, Oh, my God. I'm stressed. This is up to the stakes. Um, but And then Otto has made a killing overnight. Now, here's my question. Yeah. How does he know? Because stocks don't exist. How does he know? <laughs> because stocks... I cannot stress this enough. How he checked them? Stocks Doesn't are have Robin Hood. He doesn't have the stocks app from he Apple. He doesn't have acorns. What, do you think he calls his broker and says, well, how are my stocks doing? And the broker knows. How's that information relayed to him? <laughs> Computers don't exist. <laughs> It was it was it was sent to him via ticker tape. I legitimately do not understand how the stock market worked prior to electronics. It was all paper. Just people yelling yeah, at each other. Yeah, basically it was all paper. That's fake. It's insane that we let that ruin the economy in the world. I know. That's fake. Just throw the paper away. <laughs> Just throw it away. Just throw it away and pretend it's not real. It, it doesn't have to exist. It, it didn't you have guys to don't understand. The economy doesn't exist. It's fake. Money is money does not matter. You control Just print the information. More. You control the information. Just don't give the information. Exactly. If a bunch of people are selling their stocks, just don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. You are the stopgap. You're the w- You are the guy who can say, <laughs> We're done. We're it's over. We're you're, we're not selling. You're the little boy sticking his fingy in the dam. Exactly. Just <laughs> shut the fuck up. For one second, dude. Like, just burn the paper. I don't know. This is fake. All of our problems are fake. Fake problems, not real, made up. What the hell we are could we doing so- We could solve our fucking issues in, like, ten seconds. Vote for me for president, because what the fuck, man? Just burn the paper. Just throw it out. Oh, my just God. get rid of it. Now, I've never thought about it before, and now I'm thinking about it. The stock market is made up. Because I was just recently thinking about, like, how did people do stocks before the computers? Right. And now I'm thinking about it. Because now computers have made it worse. Exactly. Where you're just trying to have the fastest computer so you can jump on, like, 14 spaces past the decimal right. changes to try and make money. But, like, before that, you just lie. Just, like, lose the memo you wrote down the thing on. Exactly. That's why That's why we still sometimes call, like, shareholders note holder, holders because sure. it was a literal note that you got saying, I, I own this much percentage of the company. Totally. And that actually weirdly can still happen now. Like, yeah. when you incorporate, you can designate, like, give a thousand shares of stock to people, like, paper-wise. You right. get a certificate. I totally understand that, although I do think that's fake. It's still fake. Also. But, like, the market movement would be so slow. You could just lose that information. I think we also have to remember that this is the 20s and there were like three companies. <laughs> that makes it worse, honestly. <laughs> that makes me feel worse. Um, okay, so if any historians would like to chime in, want to come on the pod and explain stock market Explain to us, how the fuck the stock market works. We would, how it crashed in before computers, I'd love to know. Okay. <laughs> because, again, that is fake. Just throw the paper away. Once again, we are dumb. Okay, so, uh, but money is fake, and that is true. Money is fake. Just print more of it. Just money printer go burr. Okay? Okay. <laughs> that is the official stance of this podcast. <laughs> money printer go burr. Shut the fuck up. All Money's fake. Money's fake. Dying is real. Don't let anyone tell you. Thank you. Okay. Um, Otto has made a killing in the market overnight, but he's not feeling well. Well, yeah, he's dying. He's terminal. He's He's terminally ill. So it makes sense. And we know that he is dying and it's not a real, it's not a fake illness because in his song, he coughs very dramatically. Bet there was blood in that kerchief. There probably was. Bet there were some little red dots, and he was like, "The end is nigh." Um, the Baron helps him to his room. He's like, "Oh, you're not feeling well? I bet your wallet's in your room. Let me just escort mm-hmm. you." But then he's like, "Okay, I won't. I won't. I won't. I won't." He listens to the angel on his shoulder. I'm yeah. not going to steal the wallet. Um, but then, um, and Otto's like, "Thank you so much for helping me, a sick old man, in my room. Have some cash." Yeah. And also, thanks for the tip about the stock market. I did make a killing. 
And somehow that money is on, like immediately it's in my hands. Automatically, it was just sent to me once again. Fake. Um, I, fake. I I invested my stock in my stocks yesterday, and I made all this money in about two minutes. And, and I sold all and my I sold stocks. all my stocks, and I'm now gonna have I have to pay money. a shitload of taxes on them, right? Because I didn't hold on to them for a long time. I'm gonna pay like a 35 percent tax rate on this <laughs> on these sons of bitches. Yeah, so. but he's gonna be dead before they can catch on. That's true, and that is how we finally and foil the IRS. That's how we <laughs> we get all just. Die IRS. before they can yeah. get to us. Um, that, IRS, that's don't listen to this Donald podcast. Trump's plan. That's <laughs> basically Trump's plan. the IRS was like, "We're taking you to court. This tax returns were released. We all found out." And he's like, "Well, if I die, I don't have to pay you hundred million dollars if I croak." So, <laughs> so let me get coronavirus. <laughs> that is seven D chess. Um, <laughs> that is the only. That is the only way that I will accept uh, the idea that he is a mastermind getting, playing three D chess. Getting I, coronavirus so I don't have to pay my IRS bill is. Uh, genius move yeah honestly and i do respect him for that <laughs> and the that's only how time donald trump finally earned our respect <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> um okay so then the gangster appears somehow and um, he's just been lurking yeah as people are wont to do in a hotel it's oh, allowed um he confronts the baron and is like you gotta steal somebody's wallet because you owe me money so it doesn't have to be this old dying guy but it does have to be someone and stat and then he gives the baron a gun <laughs> he's like i need you to do a crime and in order to help you do the crime here is Here's this crime this tool <laughs> crime t- this tool for crime if you will now please go do the crime because <laughs> you're currently guilty of the crime of owing me money <laughs> Um, again money is fake just print more of it just brr. and if you're worried about inflation just let the air out just don't, don't let it inflate poke a hole in it <laughs> just poke a hole just in poke it a and hole let it go it. down poke a hole in it um pricing has cornered i'm so sorry you have to say her name again <laughs> flemgen i don't know why my brain is not pr- it's too many letters yeah it's very looking like dutch looking and i keep wanting to to pronounce she it is blonde okay so she's probably dutch um i want to pronounce it like dr spachemin Flechemin, but <laughs> i know that's not right Flemchen. Flemchen. okay i've got it now. phlegm chin chin got it Flemchen. yeah i'm i'm an expert at this bracing has cornered Flemchen in their adjoining rooms and is like let's bone um and she's like please no my child uh, the Baron, who was trying to steal Pracing's wallet with the crime tool, right? Um, hears Flemchen's cries next door and walks into her room to fight Pracing. He's gonna fight with the gun. Yeah. Um, and then like, but he's still holding Pracing's wallet. Yeah. Which is so stupid. Don't just put the wallet in your just pocket, put dummy. The, just put the wallet away, and then when you get shot by praising you're not the criminal yeah oh my god so he hears the cries and instead of being like you get away i have the gun stop attempting to rape this woman right. they fight yeah um it's very much the uh the um reefer madness fight of the yes it is very that um i've been shot <laughs> so there is a struggle praising does kill the baron with the gangster's gun which is sad that was the fastest chekhov's gun moment that's ever existed oh my in history God. like immediate turn around yeah. bad news bears <laughs> here's this tool for doing crime please go do a crime in the midst of doing a crime he stops to prevent a crime and then is shot with his own crime tool <laughs> wow dramatic irony baby <laughs> some would call it poetic justice Chekhov's crime tool Chekhov's um, crime tool <laughs> read my book my, mem- my memoir <laughs> your memoir uh, okay so then Pracing's arrested because he has actually done a murder because he's fully committed a crime <laughs> he's now. committed two actually attempted rape attempted and, rape and murder, murder. Um, those are crimes those are crimes I don't know I don't know if people understand that those are crimes <laughs> both of those right now under the US penalty penal code are crimes. are crimes now keep in mind this is early 20s berlin so it's hard to say what was or was not a crime exactly and he's rich so it's fine but i do think murder is a crime i still do think that that is true so he is arrested yes um okay then Rafaela, who we remember is the confidant and right. dresser who's in love with elizabeth elizabeth um is like fuck and now I have to tell this ballerina who's already so stressed about how she can't dance no good no more that the one person she loved is dead because he was doing a crime. Right. 
And that's sad. Um, so ultimately he's like, too sad, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> he like literally has an entire song where he's like, How do I tell her? And then he's like, mm, I'm not going to. I'm just simple not, solution. I simply don't. won't. Um, is that Roses at the Station? No, that's the Baron No, Roses at the Station is kind of like the song about him getting shot. Oh, okay. Yeah. God, that's late. This show fucking moves, baby. Yeah, it yeets you through the plot. Yeah, it really does, because Roses at the Station is song 17 of 23. Yeah. Wow. And most of the songs are really short. Like, they are there's short. There's not many that are longer than three minutes. No. Who Couldn't Dance With You is five, but all of them look yeah. way shorter. That's definitely the longest by a mile, I think. Um, okay. So, yeah, because remember, he was supposed to meet Elizaveta at right. the train station for some fucking reason and it's actually really interesting um because there's the whole thing um the doctor says and again the two sworn enemies death and love join together Mm -hmm. and throughout the show there are these two characters who are um they have names (laughs) but i can't remember what they are hold on Um, that's fine they are the countess and the gigolo and Mm -hmm. they are ballroom dancers okay that's their own they have no lines they are only on stage to do ballroom dancing okay and um they they like are used to like accentuate especially with the baron and elisabetta like the i like their love and like that kind of thing and they're used more as a tool of like theme and that sort of thing a theme tool a theme tool if mm-hmm. you will not a crime tool mm-hmm. um and w- when the baron is shot they come out and they do a ballroom dance which is the bolero oh okay, okay um and like i think obviously i think the woman is wearing red and like the man's wearing all black and we love symbols <laughs> Famously, I love symbols. (laughs) I love symbolism. I always get it. I know what they mean and I understand them. But yeah, like they, so they come out during the scene of, uh, after he's been shot and when the, um, guy's trying to be like, how do I tell her that the only man she ever loved is dead? (laughs) She met him yesterday. I (laughs) I know. I won't tell her. That's how I'll get out of it. Yeah, I just won't tell it. Exactly. Um, so then Elizaveta's like, okay, see you later, Chumley. I have to go <laughs> meet <Chumley>. my lover. At- <laughs> I have to go meet my lover at the train station. Right. <laughs> and she pieces out. And that's just her exit, right? Yeah. yeah basically. That's sad. We don't even get to see it's, her be sad. Yeah. It's so, it's like devastating. It's just like, well, uh, she's going to figure it out. She's either going to think he. Like lied, like like left her. What's worse, being ghosted or um, having the person you love die? Ghosted. (laughs) (laughs) Guess we'll have to ask Elizabeth. Yeah. Um, Okay. Otto now is like Flimchin. I love you. I'll yeah. take you to Paris. And he now has a lot of money. From the and stock he, market. he even says, like, in the song, where he <laughs> goes, like, well, Miss Flemchen, I have money. And she goes, oh. <laughs> yeah, she is very horny for money. <laughs> yeah. And so he's like, do you want to come to Paris? And she goes, fuck yeah, why not? Yeah, You're rich and you're going to be Paris. dead in a week. So. I love Paris. And she's like, oh, I am kind of fond of you. By which yeah. she means I'm not viscerally disgusted at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess I'll go to Paris. They're very, like, they're very polite to each other and cordial like they're friendly throughout the show so it's not like it's very um like joe from the waitress yeah from waitress yeah it's very joe and what the fuck is her name i keep <laughs> wanting to say sarah but that's not right Je- i wanted to say jesse but that's also not jenny right. who knows we did cover we the show covered this fucking and show and i do like it man i couldn't tell you what her name is I could jenna liter- jenna i knew it was a j <laughs> you were close you you got me there I knew um it was a j. jenny is basically jenna yeah in my opinion correct um okay yeah yeah yeah. so it's just like a benevolent older man yeah it's not like sexual no i don't think so yeah wait till they get to paris gay paris gay paris city of love and bread um and that and that's how we get into the moulin rouge (laughs) cut to um okay cut back to the concierge eric who finds out he has a son and that his wife that his wife survived (laughs) 
Thank God. So we've already had enough death. We checked in twice. We were like, okay, you're here. And he's like, ah, my son I, or my child. I'm worried about my yes. wife. And then it's like, please, can I have off? No, you cannot. Okay, fine. My son, my wife. And then at the end, it's like, my son, my wife. <laughs> and that's exactly. character development. And that's called a character arc, baby. <laughs> I'm we got a beginning, writing. a middle, and an end. Good at business. Um, and that's why we invest in the stock market. And then daughter daughter dr otternschlag who's the permanent resident yeah. observes grand hotel berlin always the same people come people go one life ends while another begins one heart breaks while another beats faster one man goes to jail while another goes to paris always the same i'll stay one more day my question is, is how often doc, doc. how often are people getting murdered at this hotel? One life begins, one life ends. What? <laughs> one man goes to jail and one man goes to Paris. None of these things are equivalent. That's not the opposite of jail is not Paris. No. <laughs> Wrong. I'm still confused because he says it, every day is the same thing. And I'm just like. So you encounter murder in this hotel every day? Regularly? Right. Reg- Someone need to- loses the love of their life think- every day I in this hotel? I think you need to stop staying at that hotel. That's a cursed hotel, what you're living in. That's yeah. a curse. Yeah. That's Groundhog Day. That's this is The Shining. <laughs> that you're in The Shining and you need to get out. Um... That's the end of the show. That is the end of the show. Doc Ock is like, I'm going to keep Doc living Ock. here. <laughs> Is that the Spider-Man man? Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dr. Ottenschlag is... Ottenschlag. I was close. Hmm. Is like... How do you say the secretary's name again? Come see, come saw. Ah, you got Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, say la vie and all those other French things. Yeah. And well, we have to go to Paris now. Gay Paris, obviously. Uh, what a, What an interesting show. Yeah. All works out for everyone, pretty much, except for the Baron and Elizaveta. Yeah, basically. Everyone, everyone else, else is, is pretty happy. And here's the fucking thing. I mean, Otto's going to fucking die, but still. But, like, rich, and yeah. that's the way to die. That is, rich. is the way to die. Uh, rich with a hot blonde on your shoulder. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to be fine. He's fine. Um, what in I think, Gay Prairie. Like. <laughs> in Gay Prairie, the best place to die, obviously. <laughs> Um, on top of the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> the, the nutty thing about Elizaveta is that yeah. she has this person who's like steadfast, confidant, best friend in her life who loves her. Yeah. And she's just like, now I have no one. No, now you have your confidant, best friend who loves you. Is Raphael a woman? I can't remember. Good cue. Don't remember. I assumed it wasn't, but I guess. Because that might be why. It is. Okay. okay. Karen. Okay. It is a woman. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because Raffaella is in love with Elisabetta, but... Lesbians. Lesbians. Illegal. Lesbians. <laughs> here we go, lesbians. Here we go. <laughs> Come it's on, a, lesbians. Let's go, lesbians. It's famously illegal. So, yeah. okay. I'll but in Berlin... Back. Anything goes in Berlin. Anything goes in Berlin. You I can mean, do anything you want in Berlin. This is the whole... This was the... the, the For s- at least like two more years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is the place where uh, we had the, like, sexual science... Um, like the the people who are researching sex and gender oh, was based in Berlin. Yeah, 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 yeah. And okay. then they got killed by the Nazis. Yeah, I was going to say, and then they were put in a camp, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Because <laughs> that's illegal. Yeah. So, like, be lesbians, but, like, be lesbians back in Russia. Don't... Yeah. I mean, well, you know... Mm, Somehow worse. Mm, <laughs> is it worse? Mm, it seems like being gay is not great anywhere. Anywhere. Huh. Is... Hmm. Is... This is the bad place. <laughs> I see now. <laughs> Okay, well... The problem is us. I guess suffer in silence. <laughs> That's what I have for you. The problem is society. <laughs> no, it's, no, no, it's the children who are wrong. <laughs> okay, we've really explored some stuff in this yeah, last we have. five minutes. I love that for us. Mitch, just go ahead and cut this. Um, this episode's going to be 10 minutes long <laughs> once Mitch cuts everything. After we cut everything out. I don't know who I thought. I don't know who I thought Karen Ackers was singing. I, is there a school outside my apartment? <laughs> What's what happening? What the fuck I've is going on? I've only heard children. Um, okay. Well, great. Um, yeah. Bummer. That's a bummer that she can't be with the one that she loves. We can't have lesbians <laughs> in the 1920s. Lesbians. Uh, that is a bummer really is that's the grand hotel um 
I'm going to play a little bit of Love Can't Happen bonus track so we can all be sad. Mademoiselle, I have followed you everywhere, almost throughout your career. London, Vienna, Paris, I've admired you, hoping one day we might meet in this way. Though I never thought I'd get carried away. Oh, I knew you'd be beautiful, but not so beautiful. Love can't happen quite so quickly, not unless I dreamed you beautifully. And sweetly. That's nice. That's so nice. Um, I like that the song, the thesis of that song is love is it can't happen that fast, but it is. But it will. But it is for it's us. It's going but to it's for ha- us. It's happening right now yeah. for us for some reason. That's nice. Connor, uh yeah. man and chair this for me. I do like this show. Um I really enjoyed it when I saw it on, on at Encores. It was really just fun. It was nice to watch. And I understand why um it was so popular mm-hmm. when it came out um and like why people liked the story and that kind of thing because it it really works when it's on its feet Mm -hmm. um just listening to it it can kind of get to be a little confusing because yeah again the show is so based heavily in the interactions of the characters Mm -hmm. as opposed to like a narrative through line Mm -hmm. that it can be really hard to listen to and understand what's happening even though all of the plot is in the show yeah but it's hard to distinguish voices sometimes yes so jane krakowski sounds like jane krakowski yeah and like that's about it (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. um especially when you're listening to it for the first time so i i do like it um i would want to see it again and i would like to see a fully realized production because the encores productions they are fully like completely on their feet set and everything but they tend to be a little bit more pared down Mm. because they're only up for about a week gotcha yeah so it was like like the set was sort of like scaffolding kind of thing your classic like two towers and a bridge oh classic (laughs) look um but it was still pretty cool and i really did enjoy it um yeah meryl man and chair yeah, um, I agree that you definitely need to really pay attention if you're going to listen to yeah. the cast recording with, like, no other information. Um, really helped me to read the wiki se- several times. <laughs> many, many several times, um, as well as listen through. It, it sounds like classic musical theater. Yeah. Um, it all... Very sweeping. Very sweeping. I wouldn't say it's very dynamic, it feels pretty like at the same level tonally to me. Yeah. Um the songs are fun, but it's not like, oh, this is the ballad, oh, this is the eleven o'clock hour, this is the I want song. Like right. none of it feels that be- and again, because all of these characters are so slice of life mm-hmm. and so they're all important. It's more of an ensemble piece. Yes. That you don't really have those songs. So it's all just kind of like here's my jellical introduction and then um here's the other jellical yeah. cat i hang out with and now we're off to the heavy side layer right like it's just there's not like yeah there's not like a real arc to any of them it's just right. some of them die and some of them end up happy but right. none of them are fundamentally like change mm-hmm. for the better um for good uh <laughs> i liked it i don't know that i would need to see a staged version of sure. it i'm glad you got to go see it um and i'm glad that encores is doing stuff like this but yeah for me it's just like okay that's a cool thing that yeah. exists in musical theater history i don't think there's a real need to be doing that yeah i get that now because who is a old ballerina and who is a <laughs> terminal bookkeeper right. and you know who's an out of work baron really um and everyone knows now you can't make it in hollywood of course Um, so you know the i can't suspend my disbelief for that (laughs) um ultimately it's it's a fine it's great like it's good for an hour if you're bored and you want to check it out definitely do that and if you really do want to see it on its feet the musical is basically the same plot as the movie right just no songs so there's in the movie. there's just no songs in the movie so yeah. like if you really do want to get more out of the plot um mm-hmm. as opposed to just that's fair listening to it you can watch the movie yeah um, it's the adaptation is pretty close as far cool. as i know so watch the movie and then you can listen to the music and then you'll be yeah. like well i'm so glad they made up music for this movie <laughs> right <laughs> Um, okay, Connor, anything to plug? As usual, you can find me across all platforms at CRELIA12, where you can find my funny writing, funny videos, and any other projects that I am currently working on. 
How about you, Meryl? Uh, nothing to plug for me personally, but you can find this podcast at Bits Over B-Way across all platforms. You can email us, bitsoverbway at gmail.com. We are on Patreon, patreon.com slash Bits Over B-Way. And uh, you can find us anywhere you find podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. Um, I don't know. Where else do people get podcasts? <laughs> I get them from the podcast app. In yeah. my phone, which um, post update is horrific, um, completely unusable. Apple Podcasts, please. Yeah. As a creator, um, respect my wishes and put it back. <laughs> Thank put you. Put it back the way it was, please. It was so much easier to use. Oh, my God. It's a nightmare. Um, it fills me with rage every time I try and listen to a podcast. So, <laughs> like, um, if you have any uh, places that you listen to podcasts, please send them to me via tweet so that I can get a new way to play them. Um, that is it. Uh, okay. Bye. Bye. Happiness. Happiness.